0: The Keys to Life podcast begin with the idea that women need access to sound wisdom, biblical truth and practical keys to be empowered in their daily life. This is an offspring of Life Builder seminars. The Keys to Life podcast is designed to help you transform your life by hearing and knowing the truth so you can walk in greater freedom than you ever thought possible. Life Builder Seminars was started by Dr. Kathy Guerrero nearly 25 years ago with a passion for creating a safe place for women to be equipped and empowered for life. As a counselor, pastor, business owner, and grandmother, Dr. Kathy's passion is to build and empower women. We are so excited you are here and
1: can't wait to see what God has in store for you. Well, hello everybody. We're so happy to be back with you again on our Keys for Life podcast with Life Builder Seminars. I am so thrilled that we are going to we're gonna start into a new topic today, and I have a, a fabulous friend as our guest, and I'm so excited because uh, I, I really believe she's got so much to add into this topic she's had to deal with a lot of things that uh, she's had to overcome and so they, she was just the perfect guest for our topic today our topic today is actually going to be envy so we're going to deal with envy and its consequences today so our guest that we'll be sharing with us is Maribel Soto and she's my friend I've had her for, as a friend for about 13 years And we've walked through a lot of different issues, and so she's got some good experience. So, Maribel, why don't you say hello and introduce yourself to our audience?
0: Hi, everyone. My name is Maribel Soto, and I've known Dr. Kathy for about, yeah, 13 years, maybe 14, if I'm counting correctly. Time's passing. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I am a mother of two young children, Levi and Kenley. Levi is seven, and Kenley is five years old, and a wife to my handy engineer, Ruben Soto. We've been married about 13 years, so I met you around the time where Mm -hmm. we were newlyweds. Mm -hmm. Thank God for that, (laughs) (laughs) because I needed life builders, and I needed your sound wisdom. Thank Thank you, you, Jesus. So yeah, I'm a PTA president, help out in the community a lot, and I'm also a realtor, so um, I love it. I love being here with you, and I'm excited to share with everyone what's in her heart.
1: Great, great. Well, Maribel's a one who... What, what I really love about Maribel is she uh, she allows herself to be very transparent. So in our conversation today uh, concerning Envy... Uh, I know that she's got a lot of examples that she'll be able to pull out of, to reference, uh, to help us understand these things. So let's get started because uh, we we last uh, two uh, podcasts that we had were on the imposter syndrome. And so we started digging out some things with that. And so I just thought, well, this is a, a perfect way to segue into dealing with the topic of envy. Uh, uh, Not that I think any of us have never had to deal with this because we are humans. I always like to say if you have a navel, then everything is common to us. That's right. And so uh, just learning about envy and what it is and what it is not and how it exposes itself and then the fruit of it, uh, I think it's so important that we really can identify these things because if you don't identify it, then you cannot deal with it appropriately. Uh, And so uh, what I really wanted to do first before we even start anything I always like to give a definition because uh, we have to get on the same page when we're talking about a particular topic and unless we uh, identify something in, in a word structure where we can we can all identify with it then we will have our own ideas our own thoughts and our own uh, opinions over certain things and so we want we want to get us all on the same page so let's go ahead and let's let's actually define what envy is so out of dictionary.com not not the Webster's, but Dictionary.com, which we can all get into, actually defines envy as a feeling of discontent or covetousness with regard to another's advantages, success, possessions, etc. So what what we we're looking at there is what we do is we um, we are envious. Over something that we want and don't have, where jealousy is different. We sometimes we we use them in the same structure, but they're really different because jealousy is really dealing with a loss of relationship. So it's a relational issue. Again, we can see that it hits so many different areas outside of relationship because it it can be possessions or uh, even somebody getting. Uh, per se, a a promotion, and we did not get that. So it really deals with a lot of areas, and so that's why I say it's common to all of us. And so envy is really uh, an emotion, and it can be a heartbreaking emotion. So it's hurt, insecurity, and uh, loneliness often disguised as anger bitterness and resentment or that can be the fruit of that and so we have to see that as it is and so becoming envious causes us loneliness isolation because we'll pull away but it's for everyone that's involved the one experiencing the envy firsthand as well as the one that uh, someone is envious of so what it does is it, it begins to break relationships and so that's, then we get more lonely, more isolated, because then we get protective over ourself. And so these are just uh, issues that, uh, again, uh, are very common. But when we look at the Word of God, the, the Word of God says that, uh, that Jesus is jealous over us. So when, when we're talking about that kind of jealousy, that's Jesus doesn't want anything to take his place. And so we can't get our priorities out of out of proper alignment because uh, again, our core values, if God is center in us, then we're going to keep him first, and then everything else falls into place after that. But envy, envy is uh, a very demonic at its core because that's how we saw uh, Satan came against God by wanting his position and the, his, his authority. And that's when uh, you'll find it in Genesis where he got booted out of heaven. So God says, oh, no, envy we will not have. You know, sometimes uh, envy and resentment is kind of like a boil. It will start out small, and then it'll increase to where the pain is excruciating, till you have to do something about it. So I don't know about you, but I think it's wise to deal with it at the beginning, yes, rather than let that fester. And uh, you know, sometimes our our whole um, attitude towards many spring out uh, in that same kind of attitude because it's painful. And so like that boil, if you touch it, there's pain in it. So anybody that comes around and they touch it and it it's projected into that same issue, then it grows. And yes. so we just need to deal with it. That's good. I Very agree. Good. Very it it good.
0: takes courage. And I, what I would say to you, listener, if you are dealing with anything, address it right away.
1: Good. It's Very good. It's so
0: much easier. The more you let time go on, the days go by, it becomes harder and... It, it um, causes a wedge and division between the relationship.
1: It does. It definitely does. Thank you. But what, what does the Bible tell us about that? Because the scripture says that we need to uh, go to someone who offends us rather than to go talk about it with somebody else. Go to that person face-to-face. And so we know that when the scripture was written, of course, they didn't have email text or anything like that. But nonetheless... Those are the very things that we have to do. We have to go to the person themselves. I agree. Rather than to go around about it or go try and find a friend that will agree with you and get into triangulation. So triangulation, let me just stop here real quick. Triangulation is when you'll partner with another person and so then you have power and agreement against someone else. So it's, it's like, you know, Scripture says that if two of you shall agree, And so the the power of, of, of agreement is in that same dynamic. And so because, you know, the Tower of Babel, you find that in Genesis. And so the thing is that they all agreed to do something that was wicked and God said, we've got to break that because there's too much agreement in that. And so you can read that all for yourself, but it's the same principle. And so triangulation Uh, is something that every person has had to deal with sometime or another because I'm telling you, you come out of the womb able to do those sort of things. That's why children, children use triangulation to manipulate in a family system so easily, and we start, the minute we can talk, we start doing that. So we ask mom for something. She says, no, who do we go to? Dad. Dad. Mm -hmm. Dad said yes, so now... Now, dad and you are against mom. See, so it plays this, this whole manipulating game. And so that's why we need to go to the person themselves. And I'm going to tell you, if you muster up the courage to do, and you may not have as good a result as Maribel had. You may have division that comes up, but it's something that then then can circle back around because God has his hand in it. But if you if you move away from the principle that that has it, scripture has given to us, it will usually end up a pretty big mess, and then it's really hard to clean up. So good good job, I good agree. job, Mary I,
0: I do want to say two things about that. Mm-hmm. Is one, a listener, if you go in and having the conversation with this person that had maybe hurt you or has been envious of you, whatever you're addressing with that person, come in and admit and take accountability on the role that you played in the situation. Exactly. First, because I've, I've had that experience when you go into a conversation and you point the finger, you made me, or you did this. It will cause a defense mechanism in that person. It's human nature. And But let's say there's some people that still need growth in that area when they're being addressed where it's hard for them to take accountability. Don't be scared that you didn't get the resolution that you needed at that time. It's in God's timing and in that person, whenever that person will be ready to receive from you. Um, But if that person gets defensive, as long as you went in there, took accountability, apologized for the role you played, that's all you can do. The ball's in their court. Exactly.
1: exactly. And, the,
0: and the second thing that I'll mention, you touched on it about talking to everybody else mm-hmm. except for that person. It's like a subscription. You try to enroll people.
1: <laughs> That's good.
0: In your channel of mm-hmm. what's happening. Part of the situation and what you've created now is, you're right, triangulation against the other person. Correct. So we. We do that all the time. We can enroll people for the positive or for the negative.
1: Correct, correct. And you know, too many of us have found that when we hear something negative, and we we actually buy that as truth, when you had nothing to do with it, uh, then then you actually uh, walk into a position that. Uh, really leads to judgment, criticism, and you it, it's nothing that you really knew about. You took it by hearsay. And so it's very dangerous to get into that position. And so the best thing you can say when somebody comes to you and says, well, this happened to me, rather than say, oh yes, and did you know, and I know, and I understand, is just say, "I, you know, I'll just pray for you that you get this settled out. And don't don't let yourself become part of the problem but be part of the solution good job that's good okay very good so you know what at this point in time let's let's look at some consequences of envy so we've already been talking a little bit about that but i i picked up these uh these points from rick warren pastor rick warren and i think we all know who he is but is a tremendous man of God and has done a tremendous work over the the last probably three decades. But the first one he says is that envy denies your uniqueness. Now this, this is just great. So if we look at it this way, envy blinds you to your own giftedness and uniquenesses. But God didn't make you to be like somebody else. God made you to be you as a unique individual. And so we see, uh, you know, there's a, there's a scripture, Psalm 139, 13 through 16. Can you read that for us, Maribel? Yeah. Because that's so important that we see that.
0: In Psalms one thirty nine fifteen, out of the New Living Translation, it says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Your workmanship is marvelous. You watch me as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out
1: before a single day had passed. How incredible when you think about that. God's ability to formulate us and fashion us so that we would look like Him, but with every one of us totally uniquely different. And so we don't need to envy what or who anybody else is or how they present themselves because we are more than enough. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. I mean, how much better can you get than that? You know, it's very interesting because it's like your thumbprint, you know, uh, when you get... uh, your license or you purchase something and you have to do a notary you always get your thumbprint or if they put you in jail you get your thumbprint down but because everyone's thumbprint is so totally unique and different so every time you look at your thumb everybody listeners look at your thumb just look at your thumb now say to yourself you know I am thumb buddy (laughs) (laughs) because you you are you're so unique you know your 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 humor your 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 concept of thinking and everything is so beautiful because that's the way God made you now of course we have to understand that as we all grow in grace and we mature uh we're we're going to uh, be a little more stable in certain areas and that sort of thing. So we can't give ourselves permission to be wild and crazy and out out of balance all the time and say that God made me that way. No, He did not make you that way. <laughs> That's part of our immaturity. But we certainly can grow up. But other than that, every everything that God does in us and for us is is uniquely designed. To bring something to somebody else. And so just really, I just want to encourage you. Be free to be who you are and not model yourself after other people. And, you know, sometimes it's very funny because you'll get into groups of people and they all want to follow their, their model mentor. And they begin to have the same voice format and and you know, just their whole personality shifts to be like someone else. And now you're a copy. You're not a unique person. So let's let's not allow ourselves to envy and get into those things.
0: What's that uh, saying? Being original, don't die a copy. Yeah,
1: that's by John Mason. He They're... said that. That's that's fabulous. I love that. Born original, don't die a copy. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. So uh, anyway, so uh, if if we're going to deny who we are in our own uniquenesses, then we're going to constantly be envious of others because we're looking at something that we want when that's not the place we need to be. So, you know, I, I would just encourage you if, you if you deal with that yourself and many, many, many of us do and some much more than others, but I, I just want to say, please be aware of when you do that. Because when you begin to be aware of it, you recognize it, and then you're able to do something about it. If you don't recognize it, that's why we talk about these sort of things. Because so many times we've, we've gotten into such a cycle of those sort of things that we don't even realize that we're doing it anymore. So let's bring it to the forefront. Let's recognize it. Let's lay the cards on the table, and let's have a solution for it rather than continuing it. Because I'll tell you, when you deny your own uniquenesses, you deny allowing God to be who He is through you to the audience or the stream or the tribe or the community, however you want to to word that. Uh, Because He's placed you where you are and He's designed you as you are to be exactly who He wants you to be in that time and season.
0: How beautiful is that? Amen. I love that. Yes, absolutely. I do want to bring something up. I think that social media has truly um, increased the amount of exposure for people to become envious.
1: Absolutely.
0: Looking at everybody's highlight reels, because let me tell you, not a lot of people (laughs) post when they were crying or when they're going through a crisis. Some people are transparent. Um, when it comes to that, but looking at other people with the material things that they have maybe, and then you start comparing yourself, the comparison syndrome starts to play. And then you start looking at your life. Why am I not further than I am now? And so it causes, um, it causes you to become ungrateful. I've been there. I've admitted when you're scrolling, I mean, there's a new TikTok filter right now that's the glam filter that's
1: exactly what I was just thinking
0: and <laughs> I'm looking at these everybody's posting about it because it's it's uh creating a facade of you could be better if you just nip there tuck there plump that you know highlight your hair or whatever it is it's it's causing us to be able to covet and envy others of their appearance, solely on their social appearance. I mean... Isn't that
1: true? Now, now I, honestly, I sometimes I think about it, you know, when you're dating and you're always on your best behavior and you've always got your beautiful hair on, your beautiful face on, and you get married and all of a sudden you take your hair off, you take your eyelashes off, you take your makeup off... We we have to understand. There's nothing wrong with makeup. Absolutely nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with coloring your hair or
0: or uh, plumping here or a little Botox here. Yeah, I mean, if it you makes know,
1: you feel happy, yeah, it's okay. But not because you're inadequate. See, that's the whole thing. Sometimes we do those things because we feel like we're not good enough. We're inadequate. Wow. So if we do those things, it makes us better. But it doesn't. It just changes your appearance. You know, I have some friends, and they're and I love them but they have had so much work done on them that what used to be their navel is now their nose. (laughs) 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 So, you know, I mean, you know, we just just have to be... uh, That was a joke. Okay, so that's not really true. But anyway, but we have to be aware of that. If I'm getting this, this work done, whatever it would be, is it because... I just want to look a little better and I feel better about myself or is it because I'm not good enough therefore I have to uh, change everything in order to be accepted uh, with who I am? So you have to ask yourself that and if it's the wrong motivation for doing something I would really, really encourage you just to think about it again. So the second one is that envy uh, divides at your attention again this is Rick Warren said this envy divides your attention so what he's saying is that you, you can't follow God's purposes and focus on other people at the same time you get a divided allegiance and then you don't get anything done in your life I, I mean it's it's really so true you know it tells us in Matthew 6 24 that no one can serve two masters for you'll hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve God and be enslaved to money.
0: Amen. Now,
1: I mean, how God just makes it so simple. So again, it goes back to your core values. If our core values are, are solid, then we're going to live a balanced life. But if we're chasing after those things that we don't have and we see other people have them... And we have to keep up, so to be with the quote-unquote the Joneses, uh, we're just going to get ourselves into a place where we are in living out of chaos rather than peace and balance. So I, I, I know you have some, some things that you've even talked to me about in the past, and we've kind of dialogued about them, uh, about having a divided allegiance. Uh, so share a little bit with that.
0: So I do real estate. Okay, so in that industry, it's very materialistic driven. It's, if you're driving the, the nice car, you're wearing the Christian Louis Vuittons with your Louis Vuitton bag and your Gucci belt and you're, you know, you're done to the nine and you show up. So you can truly get sucked in to that industry per- persona. Correct. So much so that I I believe that when I first started I started wanting what's next goal chasing okay we we bought our first condo then we bought our second home okay what's the next step in the horizon and I and I caught myself wanting more in in that it becomes unhealthy very good so going back to my principles and the vision and the purpose that God has for my life and for my husband and as a family unit, I had to realize that real estate is not who I am. It's what I do. Very good. What fulfills me is building women, building the kingdom being a great mother, a wife to my husband. And so I had to really check my heart. Mm-hmm. Why the motivation and why the hunger to obtain more materialistic very good. things in my life. Very and
1: um, it hurts really good. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So in other words, there's nothing wrong with having things. It's when things have you. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's where we get a difference. And then our whole perspective is we're, we're like chasing an illusion mm. rather than walking out life to, because the more you have, the more you can give. I mean, that's just a simple principle. Uh, and so we're going to actually talk about that in a minute. But uh, the thing is that if we're trying to put on a persona that I have it all so that people will utilize m- me in such a way that they will get ahead. See, that's where all the envy and the competition gets in and that sort of thing. And so I I, I appreciate the fact that you came to grips with knowing what is important to you, what, what aligns with your own core values. That's just so important that we see those things so that we can then go back to basics again. Doesn't mean you're not going to be successful because... Uh, God's a God that's a God of success, and He's going to get you there. But you don't have to keep up with the Joneses to get where God wants you to go. He can so supersede that when you keep Him as the center and follow what you're designed for, then you're going to get great success. And you know it's uh, uh, even in in business building, ministry building. Um, Anything like that, we, we begin to compare ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the word tells us don't compare yourself against yourself or with others because it's not wise. And so, who we're to compare ourselves with is God's purpose for us. Are we doing all that God has called us to do and God given us the ability to do? Are we fulfilling that to its fullest and to its highest ability, not what somebody else is doing? so we may have less that looks to others like less but in god's eyes we have great success i just think that's incredible
0: i feel like this society rewards and values being a hustler
1: true very true but that's why everybody says i got a side hustle it's a hustle hustle hustle
0: but that's not of god because we forget god's favor and i just looked up the world the word Hustler, and it says a person who employs fraudulent or unscrupulous methods to obtain money. Hmm. So what does that mean that we are striving? We are trying to will our own goals to be able to achieve them, but we forget that God's going to bless us. True. Very true. Regardless Very true. so God's favor, you were talking about, its it'll supersede so you don't have to be a hustler. You can just rely on God's favor, but I will say you still have to work.
1: That's it. He who doesn't work doesn't eat. That's yeah, a, that's a real simple <laughs> so one. So you still <laughs> have
0: to work, and the opportunity we show, would show up, you know, itself, right. and then you'll have an open door if right. you still. Right, work and puts action absolutely, behind
1: it. Absolutely, absolutely. And then it goes back to the simplicity of uh, when we work: are we faithful? Are we committed? Do we show up on time? Do we do uh, to the fullness of what's required to us, and then go beyond that? You know, so all those sort of principles have to come into it. But if you're only doing the bare minimum so you can go out and get a second job and hustle money, money, if you do what you're supposed to do, you'd probably get a promotion. And you'd get the money and you wouldn't have to go get a second job. So let's be wise about these sort of things, right? Amen. Right. Let's do it. Okay. So let's go on to the next one. Uh, Again, Rick Warren says that envy wastes your time and your energy. Oh, how true it is. Tells us in Ecclesiastes 4.4, this out of the message translation. It says, uh, when I observed all the work and the ambition motivated by envy, what a waste! Smoke and spitting into the wind. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> in other words, it goes no place. It just comes back and hits you in the face. So, isn't that isn't that crazy though? But we we don't think about it how how envy steals from us. And uh, you know when I you know I'm not a, a, a youngster anymore, and I'm not old. I'm mature, but. Um, you, you, you begin to really take things in a different value perspective because the word tells us that we should number our days. And that means to take every opportunity to do our best in that season. And so when we're full of envy and we get sidetracked and we, we're, we're trying to uh, do something that wasn't assigned to us in the first place, we waste all our time all our energy sometimes all our money and sometimes at the loss of our own family and friends well go spit in the wind what can i say i mean see it just it just doesn't even make sense why we would do something like that and yet we all so easily can get caught into that trap and that cycle so you have anything to add into that maribel no (laughs) don't spit in the wind
0: (laughs) i'm just kidding no i think the only thing that i'll say say about that Mm -hmm. is it is time wasted your energy used up for something that you can be using up to build yourself up uh i know when i start feeling envious you know i'll admit something you see somebody Flying a private jet, I'm like, oh, what are they doing?
1: What do I need to be doing? Uh, so uh, you need to go get yourself a first class ticket on a on a regular airliner. <laughs> that's what you need to do, <laughs> or win the lotto.
0: <laughs> Just kidding. So uh, I start, I start imagining, um, you know, you start going wasting energy on whatever you're thinking about. But I'm like, no, I am whole. I'm complete. I'm safe. I'm loved. I'm See, above and it. up beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm more than a conqueror. And, you know, and sometimes you see people being blessed, and I love that. I exhort that. I rejoice in people's and I celebrate
1: people being blessed because I think I'm like, if God did it for them, that's it. He's exactly. going to do it for me. Exactly. Exactly. And that should be our motivation. As we celebrate others, it opens us up to more blessing, actually. Uh, and so. So what what we have to, to think about that, again, time, you know, time is very interesting because we can spend time or we can invest time. When you spend time, you get no return on it. But when you invest time, you get a return. So my whole thing with myself personally, one of my core values is to invest in others. And because I know that when I'm investing others, it, it comes back to me in the pleasure of seeing them succeed. And so uh, I just, I, I think we could do so much better if we would just always think about that. Let me, what can I invest my time and my life into to see others succeed? succeed? And then it, it really cuts the, to the very core and the heart of envy. And you do a great job at that. Thank you. Thank I you so much. You. I thank you for that. And then the last one, the fourth one, is that envy leads to every other sin. Now, really, I mean, this one, I, I, I kind of was meditating over this and just thinking about how, how that really manifests itself in and through our lives and how we function when we get into envy. You know, it tells us in, in James 3.16, this is out of the Amplified Translation, it says, for wherever there is jealousy, envy, and contention, rivalry, and selfish ambition, there will also be confusion, unrest, disharmony, rebellion, and all sorts of evil, vile practices. Now, wow, what can we say? So if you just look at those different things that it's it's talking about, is that envy opens a door that will release chaos into our life and it takes so much away from us that that begins to, to, to move into all areas of our life. And so I would I would just really say if, if you're listening right now, it would be a great time for you just to stop and ask God to reveal to you your own heart. Because once you let God show you if there's envy in our hearts, then we can do something about it. We don't need to get condemned. It just means we get to identify something. It's like going to the doctor and the doctor says, yes, there is a boil. Let's take care of it. So if you go to God and he says, yes, there is an outbreaking in you of something that will begin to uh, weave its way into so many other areas of your life. Let's deal with it. You can say, yes, let's deal with it. And then you can take care of it. It also says in James three sixteen the same verse, but this is out of the message. It says, if you're trying to look better than others or get better than others, things fall apart and everyone ends up at the other's throat. Whoa. So, you know... Envy will always end up in confusion and separation. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I I just really, really, really encourage you to allow yourself to do what you need to do so that you can really fulfill what God's called you to fulfill. And that that means in your business, in your marriage, in your relationships. Uh, If you're single, it's going to help you. Not look for what your married friend has, but let's look what God has for you. Amen. So
0: I like the other Bible verse in in Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24 out of the New International Version. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. And uh, I just encourage you to pray that.
1: Yes. Open up your Bible,
0: pray, but be ready to receive the answer that God has for you in the ways that you can eradicate the offense or
1: whatever it is that you're feeling. Very good, very good. I thoroughly agree with you. So we're going to leave you with that today. So I, I hope this gives you plenty to think over. And remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So remember, you've got something that nobody else has, so you don't have to go look for anything else. You just be yourself, be the best that you can be. And don't try and copy anyone else. And you know what? In our next podcast, we're going to actually talk about uh, how to prevent and overcome envy. So be sure and listen into to us for our next one. But right now, I would like uh, Maribel just to share with you. We have a, a seminar coming up. So Maribel's going to tell you a little bit about that. So we meet
0: every quarter. Life Builder changed my life. I ended up going to a Life Builder, it's a safe place where you come and learn practical principles. And that's gonna take place on April 1st, Saturday. And the topic is core values and living balanced. The speakers are Ruth Sanchez and our very own Dr. Kathy. And the venue will be at Regency Church at 7038 Pickering Avenue, Whittier, in Whittier. California. And the zip code is 90602. It starts at 830. The doors open at 830 for coffee and connection. And the seminar starts from 9 to 1230. And it's just a great place for you to come receive keys and be able to apply them to your life and just, you know, receive some growth this season. Sounds great.
1: Sounds great. And you know, absolutely, ladies, this is no fee how about that? Not, It doesn't cost you a cent. And we just ask you to register on Eventbrite uh, because we prepare notes for you. So we have all the materials ready for you. And we just want to give it to you because we want you to have it to be able to take home so that you can review it and then you can run with it and you can just utilize them as keys for success. So please be our guest and come to the seminar. So that's it for today. We wanna thank you for being with us today. And we wanna thank Maribel for being here. Thank you for having me. All right, and she's going to be our next guest at our next podcast. So we invite you to come back again.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Keys to Life podcast. If this episode inspired you, we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We want to hear all about how God is speaking to you directly. Another way to show your support would be to screenshot, post, and tag us at Life Builder Seminars. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. We are so excited to continue this journey with you. Until next time, may these keys unlock your freedom and transformation.